Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to reserve some time for yourself to refresh your spirit, revitalize your mind, and recharge your passion? Join the Retreat for Your Soul workshop with the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod radio and TV host Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and author, artist, and pilot Margot Cheel. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Welcome to Lori Boyle Radio on the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio Network. This show explores what it means to live a healthy, happy, and satisfying life. Cutting-edge insights and philosophies will be discussed with guests who range from entrepreneurs and health experts to pilots and award-winning authors. They are all just ordinary people who have to have done extraordinary things. Please join her on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Now here is your host, Lori Boyle. Tonight, my guest is Vicki Burke. Vicki Burke is the co-owner of Mid-Cape Athletic Club, which is a full-service health club on Cape Cod. She has 25 years of experience in the fitness profession as a certified personal trainer, certified yoga and Pilates instructor. She has worked with many different groups, including children, seniors, professional athletes, and soccer moms. She holds a BA in communication and a master's of art degree. Vicky is the mother of two teenage sons, and you can contact Vicky at midcapeathletic.com. So welcome, Vicky. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. How did fitness become so important to you? Actually, I developed my passion for fitness at a young age, playing sports and participating in dance class. I just love the exhilarating feeling I got from that endorphin high, and I also just enjoyed feeling stronger and more powerful. Yeah, I think that's what being fit really does for you. I mean, it's it's mental and it's physical at the same time. So you participated in a lot of team sports. Yes, I did. I played field hockey and basketball, and I ran track, and I did a little bit of cross cross training on other other teams too here and there I dabbled here and there and I just enjoyed being part of a team and how it felt to be part of something bigger than myself um I took a leadership role several times as captain and I really enjoyed helping other the other girls on my team uh, improve and excel in the sport how important do you think team sports are for women I think it's very important. I mean, even if you find something that maybe is more a little more solitary, like running cross-country, you can still get that feeling that you're part of something bigger than yourself, and it helps you learn how to get along with others, and it gives you a built-in support system. You can root each other on and down, or you're struggling with some skill. You have other people that you can call on, and it's, it's a really important thing for kids, I think, to participate in sports. Yeah, I think it's great for kids to participate in sports as well. However, with childhood obesity on the rise, how do you as a parent get your children to be more active? Yeah, it's very important that children see you, the parent, uh, engaging these activities. As I, as I always try to tell my, my clients, 
and my members that it's all well and good for you to preach, but you have to practice what you preach. So you need to get out there and throw the ball with them, hit the tennis ball, you know, go bike riding with them, and then also have them see you participate in exercise just for yourself. For me, mm-hmm. being a busy owner and having small children when my kids were small, it, it was a time for me to be by myself and take that time out, and it was really important to um, help me be a better mom that I could blow off steam by, you know, lifting weights or participating in a class. It's really important. And you lead a lot of classes there at, at Mid-Cape. Which ones do you participate in? Oh, as, as I tell everyone, that's the, the most fun part of my job. I wear many hats, but being able to teach classes, it lets me express my inner diva. I get to be Madonna <laughs> and dance, you know, as if I'm in a dance video, and I get to uh, teach yoga and Pilates, and I do a little bit of everything, boot camp, all kinds of classes, so... It's really fun, and I love motivating people and helping people find the joy in exercise. Now, for those, you have to be certified, right, for the yoga and Pilates and things like that. Do you get certified for that stuff? Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm a proponent of making sure you choose wisely if you want to become certified and don't just take these one-day wonder programs. Mm -hmm. You know, research well. I'm certified in the 200-hour yoga instructor training program as well as the Stop Pilates method. All of these Mm -hmm. were quite time-consuming, but very, very, very important to make sure that I was going to be teaching the right way and not hurt anyone and help people to improve. That's one thing I noticed at your club when I've taken classes from you or from other people. They're very concerned about don't hurt yourself, do it this way if you have a bad back, or they're really concerned about that. It's really nice. They're not yelling at you, no pain, no gain. <laughs> That's old school. That's old school. Yeah. Old school. My new, my, new slogan, my new slogan is check yourself, don't wreck yourself. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. No. That's a good one. Absolutely. Create, creating that mind-body connection is very, very important. Mindfulness is something I also mm-hmm. teach people. And you need to connect to your own inner guide. I mean, I'm there to counsel you and coach you, but you really have to pay attention to the signals your own body is sending. Definitely, definitely. I've been exercising for a really long time, but even I hurt myself once in a while. And I, You're really not thinking about it. You can really hurt yourself. So how did you happen to come into the fitness club business? Well, actually, I, as I said, I've had a lifelong passion, love affair with exercise, and I played the team sport. Um, and then I became an aerobics instructor in my early 20s. It was a way to stay fit, pay for my health club membership, meet other people, and I just fell in love with it. I mean, it's, it's my passion, really, teaching classes and, mm-hmm. and helping other people. And then mm-hmm. I went you know, I went to college, and I got my degree in communications and uh, in journalism. And honestly, one thing led to another, And I think that for me, being able to wear so many hats, being able to communicate with people, to be able to share my love of fitness and wellness with people is is the perfect job for me. Mm -hmm. I'm thrilled that I found it. (laughs) It worked out Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So this club really had this club for a very long time. How many years have you been there? I've been there 20 years, yes, and with my business partner. And, yep. Obviously, it's become very important to you. I'm sure you've helped a lot of people to their weight goals and things like that. Uh, How does that become important to you? I feel that since I am the owner with one of the great 
benefits of being the owner of the business is that you can take the business in the direction that you want to go to. And I've mm-hmm. always been a, really interested in giving back to the community and especially helping women imp- become more empowered. My mm-hmm. mom was a compulsive overeater, and at her worst, she was 400 pounds. So I grew up watching her um, decline, her health decline, and her independence decline. And it, that really instilled in me this strong urge to want to help other women not oh, fall into absolutely. that trap. My biggest emphasis would be her. And then being on the team sports and helping other women, I just really connected to that feeling. And mm-hmm. now I get to reach out in the community and help women through these groups, loser groups, where I had overweight women sign up and achieve weight loss, but also they've got stronger not only physically but mentally and mm-hmm. emotionally. It's very rewarding. Yes. What what other things have you done for the community? Because I know you've had different drives for the, the food pantry. Yeah, I, on a regular basis I run charity events. This summer we did three different charity events. The first one was for a baby center in Hyannis, and we, we collected diapers and wipes and anything that babies need for uh, the underprivileged moms in the community. Just mm-hmm. say dads too, not just moms. And then we did a food drive for the Cape Cod Food Pantry. And then we did a fundraiser for Cape Cod Cares for Our Troops, which mm-hmm. is a, an organization that collects care packages and foundation in Afghanistan and Iraq. What kind of things did you collect for that? Uh, we collected um, anything to, anything with uh, personal care items, shampoo, mouthwash, toothpaste, but we also did cookies and, you know, fun things like playing cards and games and uh, crossword puzzles, just things to... Um, Cheer them up and make them realize that there are people back here that are thinking about them, and we haven't forgotten that they're there. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. I'm sure they enjoyed that. That's wonderful. Uh, what other upcoming events do you, do you have going on? Well, we're going to be doing another Biggest Loser that's coming up very soon. Um, that's both men and women can participate in that. Um, that's an eight-week program where they are engaging not only in exercise classes that are geared just for them, they're special group classes. We call them fat blasters, really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also do weekly coaching sessions, and we reach out to them through email and send them, you know, motivational things to read and also ask them to check in with their diet journals and their activity journals. You really keep them motivated and on track that way. Yes. How do you do it on your own, though? I mean, how do you stay motivated if you're not involved in one of these challenges and you're just deciding, okay, it's time for me to lose 10 pounds and get in shape? But how do you stay motivated to do it? Well, that's a very, very good question. And there's been so much research uh, done on what what helps people stay the course, what keeps people motivated and continuing on. Over 50% of new exercisers quit after joining a new program within the first 30 days so it's imperative that you reach out and you get support. The top three ways are to use a buddy system. So mm-hmm. you need to get a friend or a coworker or a neighbor or a spouse or a family member to, to who, who will do this with you. Uh, the other thing is to make it fun. Do something that you enjoy or that you at least uh, find some pleasure in. And the third um, tip I would give is keep it simple. You know, don't get too complicated. Don't, you know, overanalyze it and take on too much in the beginning. Just keep it really simple and easy. 
you know, I find that when it's easy and I can build up my strength and not hurt myself and just keep going, it, you know, you want to go back and do some more and more and more. So I think that's real, really good advice. How has fitness changed in the last 25 years, would you say? <laughs> well, first of all, we don't wear leg warmers anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jane Fonda, Richard Simmons. Uh, okay, well, I would say that it's much more intelligent. It's a gentler approach. Back in the day, mm-hmm. it was go hard or go home. You know, mm-hmm. um, high, impact, right. high impact aerobics was the rage. Or it was complicated dance routines and, and jazzercise. And I love jazzercise. I'm not saying anything's wrong with jazzercise, but that would turn off somebody who's, let's say, not that coordinated or who, who mm-hmm. got down on themselves because they couldn't figure out what was going on. Now it's all about mix it up, cross-training, take care of your joints, keep it low impact, um, use all these fun apps really big right now, uh, go online and check in with these different apps that will help keep you motivated and track your progress. That's a really great. That's another great tip that I give people. Okay. I'm just going to take a second here and just say if you're just tuning in, you're listening with me, your host, Lori Boyle, and my guest, Vicki Burke at midcapeathletic.com. So can you tell me a little bit about these apps? I've never seen them. Uh, there's one called My do? Fit Pal, My Fit, M-I-F-I-T-P-A-L, P-A-L. Uh, one that I recommend all the time to my clients, and the, I put the Biggest Losers, my my group, I put them all on that. It's basic and it's free. There's no fee involved. You just go to their website, you sign up, and you can track your daily caloric uh, intake as well as your activities that you participated in, and it will tell you at at the end of every day, you know how many calories you burned, how many calories you consumed. It will keep track of your water intake. It's, it's amazing. It gives you great recipe ideas. I can't say enough about it. It's very, very good. That's fantastic. I didn't even know that was there. That's great. I mean, everybody's into these apps now, but I grew up in the 70s, so these are, like, all new to me. <laughs> exactly. So, um... I know. <laughs> Tell me a little more about The Biggest Loser. How did that affect those people when they when they lost the weight? And, and, and about how much weight did they lose and over what time period did you do the challenge? We did it in January as part of a resolution solution uh, month. That's uh, so uh-huh. when many, many people are motivated. They're at their highest motivation because it's winter. You're inside. You're getting down. It's after the holidays. You put on that 15-pound holiday bulge. And you want to get it off. So I try to take mm-hmm. advantage of that, that enthusiasm. So it's an eight-week mm-hmm. course, as I said. And I would say the average, well, the top five people all lost between 20 and 30 pounds, which is amazing. And very wow. effective because for keeping it off. You don't want to lose too much too fast. You want to lose between one to two pounds a week and not to mm-hmm. lose precious muscle tissue. So it's really important that you don't lose too much. All the winners were women. I don't know why. Well, we had more women signing up than men. That's, that's part of it. They not only achieved uh, weight loss, but we also measure them for lean muscle tissue. We want to see that they've developed more lean muscle tissue at the same time that they're dropping body fat. And they all gained muscle tissue. They got firmer, stronger. Their skin looked better. I mean, they just had more energy. They slept better. They all just raved about the program. So I was very happy with it, and I was happy with their success. Great. So what do you do during the eight weeks? What kind of exercise do you do? What did the group do? They they could come as many to as many as... 
two to four of these special workouts uh, a week, depending on their schedule. And then we also tailored their program for their individual needs, telling them to do, maybe they needed to do a mind-body exercise, the, the Pilates or the yoga once a week, or they needed to um, hit the treadmill or the elliptical and you know work that way several times a week. But these actual mm-hmm. fat blasters were the group workouts. They would mm-hmm. do all kinds of things with medicine balls and agility drills. We worked in a circuit. Really fun, very social, very effective. Okay, so it was like the TV show where they make them do all kinds of different things rather than just they get good at uh, one thing and then they just keep doing it, but no, you're going to mix it up. Is that better for the body to kind of mix it up rather than just get on the treadmill every day and maybe run for half an hour? Is it better to just to mix it up with your exercise? Absolutely, yes. We call that cross-training, which means that Mm -hmm. you are constantly mixing up your workouts because the body is very smart. It will figure out very, very fast if you're doing a regular routine. You will actually start to lose fitness. Your body Mm -hmm. will lower lower its metabolic rate, and it, it tries to just sort of conserve its energy. So you have to constantly kind of mix it up and change it up so that you're keeping your body sort of off Whoa, what is she doing today? Oh, my gosh, I don't even know what this is. So i got to step it up. That's why in The Biggest Loser we do that right from the beginning. We have them changing it up almost every day because we don't want them to fall into that trap of getting stuck into a plateau. Does that actually burn more calories or you're just avoiding the plateau? No, you're going to burn more calories because your metabolism will be higher. If you do the same thing, for example, I call it the the people that go into the treadmill and they read a book or they watch TV and they're just sort of on cruise control, their body is mm-hmm. really not going to pump up the volume in terms of burning calories. It's, it's going to actually slow down the calorie burn. You have to get out of your box. You have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. How is that different from interval training? Well, interval training is a type of workout, and you're talking about cardiovascular, I guess you're talking about, where you push uh, yeah. and rest and push and rest. Yeah, push and rest. You uh-huh. do that in spinning class. That's what we do in spinning. Um, that would be a cardio kind of workout. And Yeah, it's very uh-huh. effective. Okay. How does that work, basically? You're going to do the highest speed for five minutes and then the lowest speed for three minutes? or How, how does that usually go? Well, for a beginner, it's going to be different for somebody who's intermediate or advanced. So you're going to have more rest for a beginner, less rest as you become more fit. So really the best thing to do is talk to a professional and be tested on the machine, use a heart rate monitor, and then you can tell exactly what you need to do. Okay. Yeah, I bet that helps a lot, the heart rate monitor. Does that really coincide with how many calories you're burning? If your heart rate is up? Um, It's... It's actually what I like to say is work smarter rather than harder. You want to know how how hard you're working. That's why I always recommend using a heart rate monitor and not guessing um, because you don't want to waste precious energy by working too hard. You can actually suppress the immune system if you do that. And then you don't want to waste your time if you're not working hard enough. It's almost like you got to find that perfect balance. You, you can't be just taking a stroll in the park. But you can't be hitting uh-huh. the wall either. Okay. I, I bet that helps a lot, the heart rate monitor. Top mm-hmm. tool. Top now, tool. Okay. So then if someone came to you and had a, uh, a session with you, you could tell them uh, which heart rate to target and when and, and tailor a program for them? 
Yes, absolutely. And that's, in fact, that's one, one of my, I'm a stickler on getting a heart rate monitor. So when I get a new client, that's the first thing I say. Go get a heart rate monitor, <laughs> meet me tomorrow, uh-huh. and we'll go through, you know, the interval training and talk to you about heart rate training. Very important. Okay. So I guess you would evaluate them on the treadmill and see what they can do. And then should you ever go to 100%? I mean, how does that work? It, everything is tailored to your goals. So if you're a tennis player mm-hmm. and you have to go from zero to 100, then you do need to work at the higher heart rate because you're going to be using that on the, on the court. But mm-hmm. again, you've got to get there slowly. You can't just go do that then tomorrow if you haven't done that before. You know, you need to work slowly mm-hmm. and carefully and, and not risk any damage or injury, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it all depends on what your goals are. If your goals are just to improve basic fitness, you're going to probably push only to 85%. You're never really going to go over 85%. Okay. Would you wear a heart rate monitor uh, to play tennis as well? Would you recommend that? No. Gosh, no. That would just confuse the heck out of you. <laughs> You'd be too distracted. Oh, okay. okay. you got to keep your head in the game. you got to follow the ball. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> You can't get too technical with some things, I guess, right? No, <laughs> you no, no. you got to be in the moment. That's very, very mind-body, this tennis game. You know, that's one of the things that the tennis professionals work on is keeping their head in the game and not getting distracted. Oh, that's that's funny. Well, I'd like to just continue this discussion. If we could, would you come back and talk to us again? Sure, absolutely. Okay, great because we're we're getting short on time right now, so we'll just pick up this discussion next time you come back. So about the heart rate monitor, I'd like to hear a little more about that. Thank you, Vicki, for being my guest. We will see you next time, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhouseflivesoncapecod.com. Thank you for spending this time with us. We sincerely hope that you have enjoyed the show. If you would like to comment or have an idea for the show or have a question for Lori or for one of her guests, please visit her on Facebook, on her website, where you will find this show and previous shows archived. Join us again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Until then, have a great week.